<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Inform Daily. This is Wednesday, March 22nd. Uh, we're going to be talking about a couple different things. Obviously, we know Trump is about to be indicted any second now, guys. Any second. I know they've been saying it for the last, what, Viviana, like the last six years or so. Uh, uh, 2016, but, yeah. Yeah, since 2016, they've been saying they, they're this close to indicting him or arresting him or whatever. Uh, but the reason we're also late is because Sal still has not figured out the audio. So you can blame him. It looks like we're good to go. Okay, he's giving me the thumbs up. What's up, Henry? What's up, Miss Jeanette? What's up, Miss Cynthia? What's up, everybody? Welcome back. And uh, of course, we have Miss Viviana here. If you wanted to say hello to everybody, what's up? How are you guys doing today? <laughs> it's raining. We're in LA. It's raining. It's raining. Man. We have a tornado. We had a tornado today. We did have a tornado. Crazy, dude. Los Angeles. I think that they said that last one was like. Um, they said, well, what was the last one? It was like 1980-something. Uh, that's ridiculous. That is pretty ridiculous. But how, Some how... people would say that's due to global warming. That's due to global warming. Uh, yeah. This is me not saying that. Oh, no, no. Saying, so, uh, that's what people would say. Hay reportaje sobre eso. That's what they're saying. I'm, I'm that's not what saying. they're saying. I'm not saying Yeah, that. I'm not saying it. Somebody Some is people saying probably that. use there it as go. a reason to say that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? All right. Yeah. So uh, with that, guys, we're going to kind of just jump right into it. And then we're going to get your thoughts. Uh, Senorita Viviana, we want to hear everything you should know about the potential Trump indictment. So what's really interesting, and I, and I, I want to kind of build like a timeline of stuff because everybody has been asking me what, what is really happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that, you know, let's let's begin at the beginning. And um, I think that what's really important to understand is uh, we're going to go through some commentary because some people I feel like are, are making very false allegations on what's really like transpiring with with Trump. And uh, um, they're saying that he is saying things, but it's like, you know, for example, he said, it looks like I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday. Right. But then Correct. it's like he it's like reports were saying that it wasn't him. So then people say like, oh, ha ha. Like. He didn't get arrested on Tuesday. What happened? It's like, bro, he's going off of what we're going off of. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so like that information supposedly. So he's going right, exactly. That. The so information. So we'll go over know that. Who his source is as well. So. Exactly. So we'll go over that. Political. Oh, Sal, real quick, Mr. Sal. So real quick, bro. Um, I'm looking at her. Sorry, guys, to do this. I kind of like live or whatever. So look at like my solo. You see it, and then look at hers. Do you know why it looks like that? It's the lens. Pero que tal si le ponemos, like, is that like a HD thing? Like, if we put her, like, on 4K, she'll look, like, closer, remember? You can crop her in. I can, how do I crop her in? How you did it to, uh... Like the solo layout? No. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and do this so that we can jump right into the thing. And then yeah, we're going to let our producer handle all the big tech stuff. Pero, okay, bueno. We need filters. Uh, You're doing 4K. Can I just have a filter? Can I, can I request <laughs> that, please? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. No filters here. This is all natural. 100% natural. <laughs> this is cotton right here. You know? This is a 100% natural show. Okay, That's okay, what we okay, do. Okay, okay. okay. So everything you should know about the potential Trump indictment. Is Trump definitely going to be indicted? What does the grand jury vote entail? And will his mugshot be taken? All very important here, ladies and gentlemen. It says New York with Donald Trump expected to be indicted in the coming days. And this is March 21st. Okay. It's ayer. Yep. Right. 
says, with Donald Trump expected to be indicted in the coming days, his supporters, critics, New York law enforcement officials, and a variety of other constituencies await the history-making spectacle of seeing criminal charges brought against a former president for the first time. And look, you know, they changed the date so many times already, Viviana. But mm, yeah. I think people need to understand is like, look, you might get upset because it's like, oh, Oh, actually, it's not going to be on Monday. Oh, actually, it's not going to be on Tuesday. Oh, actually, it was Wednesday, pero ya pasó el día. You know, like, okay. But it's like, dude, this, this is pretty historic. Like, never ever in the in, in the history of the United yeah. States have we ever seen a president, let alone someone that is the front runner for on 2024, time, to be yeah. indicted. I mean, wh when you first heard of this, what did you, what was your, like, your initial reaction? I was only in shock. It's crazy because, like you said, it has never happened before. Mm -hmm. And right now... The, the most interesting part of it is just like the the president, well, the former president is mm -hmm. tweeting about it. Well, not tweeting, like Truth Social and talking about it. So my first question was like, okay, how do you even know this? This is crazy. Who's telling you this information? Who's your mm -hmm. source? Who's leaking this information to you? Right. And what's the reason they're leaking that information to you? So, you know what I mean? So what's the reasoning behind it? Like, so now he's calling on his, his supporters to like, Hey, let's protest about yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna go through that actually. Yeah. Yes, I, I mean, I, I know there were some like protest planned here in right. LA. I, I don't know if they actually happened, but I know they. You know what? I didn't scheduled. see much. I, I yeah. saw a bunch of like invitations and kind of like little promos for it, but I don't know if it actually. Yeah, I saw Roger place. Stone shared it. Um, so I, I, I know sure. Roger Stone shared like a tweet saying like, hey, this is the one happening in Orange County. And then I think there was like another one at the Wilshire Boulevard in downtown in LA, Los yeah. Angeles. Right. Yeah. I know that there were some uh, that were scheduled. And um, uh, I don't think I don't know because I know it was raining yesterday. So I don't know like if that like <laughs> factored into it. Right. Yeah. So, well, yeah. One in Wilshire in front of the federal building that was supposed to happen yesterday from Correct. 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then also. Oh, yeah, in Laguna Hills, I think mm. the one that you're talking about, yeah. Mm. What's supposed to happen? You know what I think it is, Sal? Can you fix her in? Like, tap the thing. I think that that might be the only thing that's actually wrong with it. Is I don't think, like, zoom her in. Like, tap the, tap. no, tap the thing. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. I think that's what it is. It is focused? Okay, there you go. That's good. So, we're going to continue. Um, which to which lens? Oh, is that how we had it last week? Uh, yeah. Is that how we had it yeah, last week? We did something. I forget. Um, yeah, I know with like the ISOs and stuff. It's all right. It honestly, it looks, it looks great. It's yeah. just, I if we could help with the focus, it's fine. But oh, so going back to the article here, it says in many ways the mechanics of indicting Trump are likely to be the same as they would be for any other defendant uh, charged by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. In other ways, they may be quite different, largely due to the fact that Trump enjoys the protection of the U.S. Uh, Secret Service and oh. draws supporters who have resorted to violence in the past. I love how they're already like preemptively promoting violence. Already, yeah, to some like extent. Old, resorting to violence, you know, uh, which I think that is also why they were trying to trump this up as, as so big. You know what I mean? Like, oh, here we go. You know, he's calling for violence. And again, we'll go into those two social posts, you know. Um, it says, here's how the expected indictment of Trump is likely to unfold, although, as with most things related to the former president, expect the unexpected, which, hey, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it says, um, is Trump definitely going to be indicted? No, but it appears very likely. I love that. That's what's crazy. He hasn't even been indicted yet. Right. And right. And it I says, mean, we're still listening to the witnesses. We were supposed to listen to another witness today. Well, the jury, yeah. they were supposed to listen to another uh 
witness. It didn't happen. So right now it's going to reconvene tomorrow. And th this is quite interesting because it makes you think, okay, so if we, if we didn't hear anything about it today, about any witnesses, what does that mean? Does it mean that we have an even stronger witness mm -hmm. or maybe like it's a weak one and now they're rethinking the case again. You know what I mean? And that's exactly what um, uh, there's some like leftist journalists that I follow uh, that really despise Trump. And I was actually looking to that and that's what they were basically arguing because like, you know, the people on the right are kind of saying like, oh, this is all a joke. Um, you know, this is, it, it, it's all just a witch hunt. You know, this is that. And so when we hear like he's finally going to be arrested, it's like, and it doesn't happen. It's like yawn. You know what I mean? Like, we told you guys this was never going to happen. But the same thing is happening on the left because you have all these leftist journalists saying like, oh, today's the day. Like, we finally got him. And then like nothing happens. They're like, oh, no, no, wait. Tomorrow. Like, tomorrow's the day, you know? And then they're just like, dude, like we're kind of getting sick and tired of hearing that Trump's going to be <laughs> indicted and then nothing ever happens. You know what I mean? So, yeah, but that's exactly what they were arguing. They're saying like this is actually good news that he wasn't indicted today. I think this is like the third time they've changed the indictment day. Yeah. Already, you know what I mean? But they're saying like, oh, no, this is actually really good. And the reason it's good is because this might make this case stronger. So that is actually a really I mean, good observation. I mean, it could go both ways, possibly. You know what I mean? They've been trying right. to do this for a couple of years. So, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I absolutely agree. So, Cornelso says, uh, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office has brought numerous witnesses before the grand jury and offered Trump a chance to go before the grand jury and an indication that the office will seek to indict him. Though it is possible for the grand jury to vote against charging him, grand juries rarely decline to indict. And if the district attorney's office uh, thought they were in danger of the grand jury voting, quote, no, prosecutors likely would have paused the proceedings. What does the grand jury vote entail? After prosecutors finish presenting witnesses, an assistant district attorney will tell the 23-person grand jury which charges they will be considering and will read them uh, to the text of law. How will we know if and when Trump is indicted? Only the uh, once the indictment is stamped, the district attorney's office will notify an attorney for Trump that he has been indicted. At this point, Trump is free to make this information public. Will he be arrested? Will his mugshot be taken? And when will he appear in court? Because the case is white collar, the district attorney's office will ask Trump's attorney when he plans to uh, to come to New York to be arraigned. The law doesn't require a defendant to turn himself in within a specific time frame, time frame, so the timing here is flexible. Whenever he comes to New York, he and his attorney will report to the district attorney's office where Trump will be arrested and booked, which means he'll be fingerprinted and have his mugshot taken. He may also get a DNA swab. It is unclear how his Secret Service protection may affect this process. He'll then be taken to a judge where the district attorney's office will ask for the indictment to be unsealed. It is possible that he'll be handcuffed when he is transported from the district attorney's office to court a short walk within the same building. At this point, he'll be arraigned, which means he'll have to enter a plea of guilty or not guilty. And then he'll be released because the charges he is likely to face are non-bailable. And it says, what happens next? The judge will set a date for his next court appearance, usually for the defense and prosecution to discuss additional steps as well as potential discussion about the discovery process. So this is kind of like where everybody was was talking about. Right. They were right. saying, like, is he actually going to be arrested? Are they going to you know, I'm sure you've probably seen some of the AI art uh, of him being like arrested. Have yeah. You, yeah. So you've probably seen that. And they're trying to make it seem like it's going to be like this, you know, this, this big thing of, um, you know, him being arrested and and the FBI coming to arrest him in Mar-a-Lago. But, uh, I mean, just reading this, That's I don't know why people are making that assumption that he's going to, you know, 
like the FBI is just gonna like descend on Mar-a-Lago and raid it and then arrest them. Yeah, it seems like, like he has all this time. Like house. Yeah. No, I mean, I think if you look at it, like you said, like you just read, is a white collar crime. Right. So it's not like a criminal crime. It's they're not gonna, you know, just jump through windows and the doors and like handcuff him and use grenades to get into the house or like wake up type of deal. Nothing like right. that is gonna happen. So first of all, he could even send his, you know, lawyer. Then he doesn't even have to pay bail. Mm -hmm. He needs to come back to New York on his own recognizance whenever he wants to. And per se, there's not a timeline for him to come back. You know what I mean? Right. So I think, and then being handcuffed, I don't think that's going to happen unless he decides to do so, mm -hmm. which could actually work in his favor. Because That's what he, people were saying. It's like wants, it would yeah. be good for him. It would actually be good for him, like, optically. If he wants to play, like, the martyr, like, okay, look at me. I'm fighting for you guys, and look at me. I'm being handcuffed because I'm fighting for you. So as far as optics, it could definitely work out in his favor. Absolutely. And, but and I don't here's, think we're going to see it, though. And he, right. And here's what I'll say is people are trying to make it seem like now it's like Trump trying to play, you know, like the victim and stuff like that. There's a lot of people that say like, oh, this is what Trump would actually want. This is actually best case scenario for Trump, him being arrested, just like you said, having that image of him like, look, you know, like here I am fighting for you guys. And I was reading the Daily Mail earlier. They were saying that he has already raised about a, a, a $1.5 million wow. just in emails and, and people sending money like, oh, he's fighting for us. And this is that. Now, people are saying like he's grifting. You know what I mean? But here's what I here's what I'll say to the defense. And this is just objectively speaking here is. No one asked the New York DA to come and arrest them. This is all of their own doing. If Trump was a smart man, which he is, you play that. You play that up to your base. Like, hey, here's this unfortunate event, this historic event that I'm about to be taken away in handcuffs, right? Or that I'm going to be charged. This is that. They've never done anything like this. Why wouldn't you, as a candidate, why wouldn't you use it for fundraising? You know what I mean? You can you can think whatever you want of it. Like, oh, he's just playing the thing. Yes, but the charges are real. Oh, the yeah. handcuffs are real. The federal agents are real. Like, everything about it is real. The fact that he wants to say, like, look, man, I this is just more proof that they're coming after me. Here I am in handcuffs. If you want to help me defeat the establishment, like I'm going to need money to do this. I'm I'm your fighter. That's what he's been saying. Even on the campaign trail, he started earlier than anybody else. He's like, dude, I am your fighter, you know? Absolutely. And so why wouldn't you fundraise it? I, I don't think it's a bad tactic. What do, you, what do you think about that? I mean, if you look back, uh, he started, I mean, besides being, you know, politician or whatnot, but his beginnings, his roots, TV. TV, he knows how to appeal the audience. Correct. He knows exactly what sells. Yeah. And because being a populist, being giving you the dramatic moment, the, the shocking feeling. Like, right. It's it's great. So it appeals to people. It, it appeals to your feelings. It appeals to your emotions. So I, I don't... Okay, so I personally don't think it's going to happen. But if it does, it's going to be 100% calculated, a calculated move right. to definitely get that emotion response, emotional response from the public and from the audience. Like I said, he's a showman. He knows exactly how to appeal to the public and to the audience. But is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, is that it bad on Trump? It could go both ways. It could go both ways. I, I think it's very, like, you know, Donald Trump is very polarizing. So I think he's 
followers his base are, are gonna be like yes we are gonna be there for you we are your legion of soldiers and we're fighting for you mm-hmm. and at the same time the other half is gonna be what an uh what a circus what a, you know what a ridiculous thing are we looking at so i think it could go both ways he's a very polarizing figure so it goes would you say ways. it's grifter though like would you say it's grifter of him to do this or is that just part of who he is he knows he knows how to sell a show mm. Yeah, I mean, I I agree, and I think that I, I think that uh, the response has been a little bit harsh, personally, in, in in my opinion, just because they're trying to make it seem like oh he's trying to uh, put like put on the show, but it's like you said, that's what he's always been. He's been a showman. He knows that's who, what makes him knows, Donald Trump. He knows ratings, and I've said this many many times. The media can pretend that they hated him. The news can pretend that they hated reporting on him. He was ratings. He was clickbait. He anything with Trump on the headline was it was seen. And it was distributed in ma- and by the millions of numbers. So ratings dropped after Trump uh, was not elected uh, president a second time. Like ratings <clears throat> dropped. That's yeah. a fact. It's he knows how to sell a show. Yeah, absolutely. And so I wanted to turn the attention now here on uh, this. Uh, this is kind of what he took to social media. And uh, let me see here. I don't know if I want to do like this or like this. I think like this. This is nice. I like this little layout right here. Um, So this is shortly after uh, it was released. And it says breaking former President Trump takes a true social says via an illegal leak. He was he's aware he will be arrested on Tuesday by highly political Manhattan attorney's district office and is calling on his supporters to protest, quote, protest, take our nation back. Oh, I don't think I put my phone on silent here i apologize <laughs> but so this is what he had to say and he said our nation is now third world and dying the american dream and this is all on, on all caps so i can just imagine he's screaming into his app right it says the american dream is dead the radical left anarchists have stolen our presidential election and with it the heart of our country american patriots are being arrested and held in captivity like animals i think he's talking about the january 6 uh, people I says, while criminals and leftist thugs are allowed to roam the streets, killing and burning with no retribution, millions are flooding through our open borders, many from prisons and mental institutions. Crime and inflation are destroying our very way of life. Page two. <laughs> I like that. He put, I think he put the page two himself. Probably, yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, there's more. Don't worry. You know? <laughs> it says, now illegal leaks from a corrupt and highly political manhattan district attorney's office which what which has allowed new records to be set in violent crime and whose leader is funded by george soros because it turns out that the attorney general there um actually is yeah yeah. uh funded by george soros i think george soros funded his campaign up to the tune of a million dollars if i'm not mistaken it says it's funded by George Soros indicate that with no crime being able to be proven and based on an old and fully debunked by numerous other prosecutors fairy tale, the far and away leading Republican candidate and former president of the United States of America will be arrested on Tuesday of next week. Protests take our nation back. And of course, when he put this out onto social, the media just went crazy. Why? Okay. Because, of course, Donald Trump is ratings. They love when he tweets like this or puts out posts like this. Why? Because it's Trump and he's calling for people to protest. And it's all just PTSD for a lot of these leftist journalists. Right. I mean, well, Alvin Bragg is. Whoa. Okay. 
he's doing it. That's interesting. But okay, so well, and look what's happening right now. So now mm. you have the NYPD, and not just NYPD. You even have LAPD or different, uh, different units, different police departments, law enforcement actually taking measures, taking precautions, and how to actually deal with this if actually comes to happen and like we were talking at the beginning of this show we were talking about there were protests that were scheduled i don't know if they happen or not or, or maybe they have like a, just a few people mm-hmm. but it's a possibility and why because what well, you said maybe because we are talking and thinking january 6th are we gonna see a january 6th again mm-hmm. and i think that's the biggest fear so i think it's gonna be an interesting day when that happens and it's gonna be a good day for the news for oh, sure absolutely it's gonna absolutely. be a good day to be a reporter or a journalist that day yeah and i, I well okay so here's here's the thing let, let, let's say there's a protest let's say that it becomes a riot is that a positive thing for him though or is that a negative thing for him? Yeah, I mean, so like, oh, sorry, bro. I thought you were, I thought I was going to be doing it, but thanks. I appreciate it. Sal's doing his job back there. I really appreciate that. He finally is in tune and paying attention. Awesome. I've been having to do everything myself. I don't know why I pay these guys. Anyways, um, so here's, you're absolutely right that I think a lot of people are concerned about it turning into another January 6th. But here's what I will say. I was there on January 6th. There was roughly about a million people, you know, some reports, depending on who it is, they'll say like, oh, there was barely any people there, you know, but yeah. I was there. There was people to the eye can see. You know what I mean? I would I would make the argument that there was definitely about a million people there. Um, of those people, let I think less than a thousand have been convicted and and, and arrested and, and taken to jail. Right. So if you think about a million people and you think about the handful of people that have been arrested and a lot of them, let's be honest, trumped up charges. A lot of them didn't get due process. A lot of them are there for trespassing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like again, Hey, you break the law, you break the law. I'm not, I'm not making the argument. Right. But then we go back to some other riots that were mostly peaceful and, and, and they did billions worth of damage and nothing happened to those people. Right. Activity. First of all, exactly. But so if you think about it, out of a million people, about a thousand have been convicted and tried and, and put in jail. That is that is actually a very mostly peaceful protest because the people that committed the crime are serving justice. Right. Arguably, you could mm-hmm. you can make the argument. And, and and there's a lot of people that feel like, hey, that's kind of injustice. We went through a whole summer of riots and, and a lot of these people went scot free and they were paraded around and they were. Yes, this is great. Thank you for doing this. Kamala Harris, we talked about this, right? She put up a link how to how to set up money so that we can get these different protesters artists, out of jail, right? Artists, yeah, exactly. And so the problem is is that look, the reality is if people first and foremost, I would never tell anyone not to protest. And, and I think it's extremely stupid when people say don't go out and protest because it's a trap. It's a trap if you're committing crimes. Exactly. It's not a trap if you're out there peacefully protesting and exercising your First Amendment right. I've I've organized counter protests to Black Lives Matter. I have shown up. I think actually you were there reporting. That's I was. You remember yeah. you were there that's reporting. That's how we met. Yes, that's actually how that's, we met. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, I organized that counter protest. We went out there. We didn't commit any crimes, and nobody got arrested. And we did that in deep blue Los Angeles. Right. Yeah, that day was kind of hectic. That day was very interesting. There's it, a video somewhere around there, but yeah. Yes, it was. It was a very interesting day. So what I will argue to people is, 
and this is kind of like what pissed me off is you have a lot of conservatives that have fled communist cities and deep blue cities because they're like, oh, I can't take it anymore. Screw this place. And this is that. OK, fine. But then they move to a very relaxing place in Florida, to a very relaxing place, a very safe place in Texas. And then they're online demanding don't go out and protest. Bro, in my this is my humble opinion, Viviana. Pero que son esos descarados telling us how we should or should not be reacting to something that's never happening happened in history. If you feel angry, you go out there and you protest. That is your that is your right Just to go out the there law. and protest. Just be smart. You know don't what I'm saying? And, and guess what? There are people that went out and protested. I got the pictures actually right here. Let me see. Uh, New York Republicans right here. So this is New York Young Republicans. This is on March 20th. After being told, don't go out and protest, this was, we successfully held a peaceful rally for President Donald J. Trump today in lower Manhattan, despite the threat of violence and the media salivating over a chance of January 6th 2.0. We have proven that if you can protest in support of Trump here, you can anywhere. We stand with Trump today and every day. And this is after. All these conservatives that ran away with their tails tucked in be between their legs to, to safe places in our nation are now telling patriots buried in the front lines of New York City and Los Angeles, don't go out to protest. Just stay at home. It's not worth it. I'm like, bro, who are you to be telling people, you know, um, to not go out and protest? Now, some people might disagree. Right. And, and that's and that's fine with me. This is my opinion right, to me. Right. Like because I, I had people messaging me like, hey, like this very big conservative is saying we shouldn't go out to protest that it's a trap. What do you mean? It's a trap. If you're out there waving a flag and yeah. you are supportive of President Trump, what do you mean? It's a trap. It's your constitutional right to be able to to protest. go out there and protest. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. About I mean, like I said, I. Whichever side you want to protest, whether it's for Donald Trump, whether it's for BLM, as long as you don't break the law, I'm okay with it, honestly. But what do I think about this is the fact I don't think personally, and I could be wrong, I don't think we could, we're going to see a January 6th 2.0 for the simple reason that for January 6th. It has been pre-scheduled for months. Mm -hmm. People had time to mobilize. People had time to actually uh, pay for like buses and transport like thousands of people. People had the time to raise money and awareness. And whereas here, we don't know when it's going to happen. Right. So when the moment happens, everybody's going to be like, oh, shoot, it's happening right now. Right. So all the big amount of people mobilizing and talking and conversating and you know just organizing through social media or whatnot we're it's not going to happen because right. it's going to happen when, when we least expect it so january 6 2.0 it's not going to happen because we don't have a specific time when it's going to happen it could just happen so, anytime so so i don't think it's going to happen are we going to have are we going to see some protest yes are we going to see january 6 i don't think so there's no time it's and, and the thing too is that everybody knows that these are i mean come on you know what I mean? These charges of, of everything that they've come after Donald Trump for the insurrection, calling for an incitement of violence, all this stuff, all the things that you're trying to, you're telling me that the thing that is going to land them in jail for many years Stormy Daniels. is going to be Stormy Daniels. When not only has that been debunked and we're, we're going to show it here on the show, it's like that's not going to happen. So I think what's going to happen is if if he does get arrested and he has to go in i think there will be protests in solidarity and in support of, of donald trump but then it's like the article we just read he's going to go home That's oh yeah it. he's going to go in and he's going to come right back out and then for future dates 
He'll probably just send a lawyer to do it for him yeah. while he's out there raising millions of dollars Mar-a-Lago, to win in 2024. Enjoying his yeah. time. Yeah. Exactly. And so, he can even push it past 2024. Right. That's a possibility as well. And if we have been, you know, if Trump is, some, is good at something, he's at delaying stuff. He's pushing. <laughs> hey, it's true. Yeah. So I think if it happens, he, we, he would be able to delay it even past 2024. So Absolutely. election. So, hey. And here's the thing. He could still run for for, for the presidency. So mm-hmm. it's very possible. Yeah. And so the, the only scenario that I really see people, quote unquote, rioting is if they keep them in jail for an extended period of time. Like which if, is not Again, which is not likely. Unlikely. Again, but like, you know what? Once he's in jail, it's like, who knows? Maybe the Democrats or the DA might feel bold enough to be like, we're keeping them in here. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, again, that's like, so. that's like, dude, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like, I think at that point, even the DA will start receiving phone calls. Like, what the hell are you doing keeping them in there? You know what I mean? So, again, I don't I don't see any scenario where there will be riots outside of if once he's in there, the Democrats feel emboldened and they're like, we're just going to keep him here for 72 hours or whatever legal time we can have him here. And like now you have a president that is sitting in jail. I think that that's when you could probably see more people like, okay, what the hell is going on here? You know what I mean? Like yeah, this is clearly I, I, like I don't abuse see of power. Happening. I don't think uh, the district attorney from my head and has. I don't think he can. I, I don't think yeah. it will happen. Like I said, it's a white collar crime. Uh, he doesn't even have to pay bail, zero dollars. He can just go back to Mar-a-Lago the same day and be okay. And then he needs to just go back whenever he wants to on his own recognizance, which it could be whenever he wants to some extent. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's going to happen. And. But hey, Donald Trump is so unexpected. So who knows? Yeah, and I and I think too that like you know people latch on to what he said. It's all in all caps, so he's screaming, right? Like that's what they're saying, which is fine. He can be. I'd be upset too, of man. Course. I would be very upset that they're coming after me for thing after thing after thing, and then it's just always just a bogus, bogus, bogus thing. He has every right to be upset. Every everyone has a right to be upset that 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 feels like he is being wrongfully persecuted, right? But then he says. You know, he says, protest, take back our nation. That could mean a lot of things. Hey, you want to go out there and protest? The New York Republicans went out there and protested, and it ended up peacefully, right? Everything was fine. So where's the call to violence that they're trying to misconstrue that? It's like, take back our nation? We do want to take back our nation. Like, in the long scheme of things, we don't want to be kneeling to globalists. We don't want, you know... To, to be part of the WEF agenda. We don't want to eat crickets. You know what I mean? Like in the grand scheme of things, it, it I, I guess it all depends on interpretation. Of when course. I when I see protests and take back our nation, that can look many different ways. You can not go to work. You can, it's, you know, they're calling it the, the red flu. Like every, the day he gets indicted and he has to go to New York, just call in sick. You know what I mean? Just just don't go to work to show people that in solidarity with Donald Trump. Take out, you know, there was even some other people saying, like, take out your money from the banks. Tell the banks you're not going to get, you know, MAGA money or Republic. There's a lot mm. of different ways protesting could look like. He didn't call for anyone, you know, take to the streets and with pitchforks, you know, like this is <laughs> that. That's that's not what he's calling for. But, of course, everybody wants to, oh, look, he's trying to incite violence again. I don't see any incitement of violence. And guess what? There's been multiple protests already since the day that he put that on true social it was a handful of protests in a couple of states that's it like, i didn't hear anything so. yeah exactly like it was i think there was two that were scheduled here the correct washer and the one in orange like county a- and roger stone even posted the orange county one so you could make the argument like hey it was advertised big figure you know, yeah it was supposed to be yeah, yeah you have this big figure but 
you know, nothing really happened. So it's like, and, and I think that it's, it, it again, it's funny because nothing happened on Monday, right? That's when they first said, like, hey, it's supposed to happen on Monday. But then nothing happened on Monday. Is that Donald Trump's fault? No, it's not. It's the not. DA. Yeah. So then he said, according to my sources, I, it's looking like I'm going to get arrested on Tuesday. Now, let's step aside a little bit. If you were the DA that hates Donald Trump. Yeah, who are the sources? If you're right. Okay, right. But no, but here's the thing. If you're the DA that hates Donald Trump and Donald Trump said, I'm getting arrested on Tuesday. What would you make? What day would you make sure Obviously not he Tuesday. doesn't get arrested, right? It's going to be Tuesday because you want to yeah. make him look stupid yeah, and like a fool. So what's interesting is Fox News later reported that, oh, it's actually not going to be Tuesday anymore. It now looks like either Monday or Wednesday. Now, again, very interesting. Why would it be either Monday or Wednesday? Because Donald Trump said, I'm going to be arrested on Tuesday. It could be any time. As soon <laughs> right. as... as- you know, Tuesday, like yesterday, or as soon as us, who knows when? We really don't know. So we'll have to wait. Uh, and I guess now we need to see what's going to happen with the Santis as well in regards of that, right? So, okay. So I actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because we actually have the video here for Ron DeSantis. So there are some people that are saying that the reason why Donald Trump went on a tangent on Friday and like the last week is because he wanted to see who would come out to defend him and who would stay silent. <laughs> so I thought that was very interesting because, you know, they always say that Donald Trump, he's always thinking ahead. Yeah. He's playing chess, right? He wants to. So maybe he saw the reports and he's like, Hmm, I'm going to go ahead and announce today that I'm getting arrested on Tuesday. And then I want to see for myself who stays quiet and who condemns this political witch hunt. Kevin McCarthy came out and said, yeah. right, he condemned it. This is not. Now, Ron DeSantis, we're going to play this video. I'm going to show you what he had to say. And a lot of people didn't like. Now, of course, why are we talking about Ron DeSantis? The reason for it. Possible competition. It's because it's Anthony it's being Moore. rumored that Ron DeSantis is going to announce that he's running either late May or June. I guess he's waiting for the Florida legislation to end or whatever, right? And so this is what he had to say. And, of course, a lot of people were like, after staying quiet the entire weekend, a lot of people tagging him like, hey, why hasn't he <laughs> said something. anything? So he was finally asked, and this is what he had to say. In terms of um, our, 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 we are not involved in this, won't be involved in this. Uh, I have no interest in getting involved in some type of manufactured circus by some Soros DA. Okay. He's trying to do a political spectacle. He's trying to virtue signal for his base. Uh, I've got real issues I got to deal with here in the state of Florida. We're obviously shutting down uh, CBDC, which is important. We've got so many things pending in front of the legislature. Uh, I've got to spend my time on issues that actually matter to people. Uh, mm. I can't spend my time uh, worrying about uh, things, things of that nature. So, so we're not going to be involved in it in any way. Um, I'm fighting for Floridians and I'm fighting back against Biden. That's what I do every single day. So they asked him, what do you think about these, uh, you know, reports on that? And he yeah. basically is saying, I don't, we're, I'm not doing anything about, about it. it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm I don't think about it. I don't, you know, he said he's worried about Floridians. Now, what's interesting is Donald Trump is a Floridian. Donald Trump voted for Governor DeSantis in the midterms because that's his governor. So he went there. I, re- I still remember that video. They asked him because there was like a lot of rumors mm-hmm. that they were like infighting. So the reporter made sure to ask Donald Trump, hey, who did you vote for? Did you vote for Ron DeSantis? And he's like, of course I did, you know, or s- something to that matter. 
And so it's interesting because Ron DeSantis was asked and he's like, you know, get of it. I don't want nothing to do with this, you know? And I mean, I, I personally feel like that was a non-answer. I feel like it was a weak answer. I get that there's clearly infighting, especially from Trump, right? He's He's been making some swipes at Ron DeSantis, calling him Meatball Ron, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But that's just who Trump is, though. You know what I mean? That's like That's Trump. who he has always been. So you, you can make the argument that, like, you know, oh, obviously there's tension there. But to me, <clears throat> it's not about the infighting between Ron DeSantis and Trump. To me, it's about you are the governor of Florida. Donald Trump is a Floridian. You are talking about how you're fighting back against the Biden administration. Here comes Biden's DOJ and FBI and federalized agents, and they're going to come in after Trump. You know, obviously, now we read the report that he's not going to be they're not going to swarm him and arrest him. You know what I mean? But maybe make like, a, I don't know, I felt like he could have made a statement of we're not playing those games in Florida. We're not going to have federal agents come in without making sure there's due process. This is not about Donald Trump, the man. This is about me as the governor of this state and making sure that Joe Biden and his stupid shenanigans with his federal government are not trampling on people's rights. That's how I felt he should have done it. I think you could have got a lot of brownie points for it. I want to hear it. Okay, I, I think, okay, maybe I just don't like conflict, but I think it was a very... <laughs> Nobody <small>. does. <laughs> Nobody does. Wait a minute, you're Latina. We're very... Well, wait a minute. I'm, I am it's actually, built in your blood. No, I am, I'm actually peaceful. <laughs> Who are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Honestly, I think it was. I think it was a very smart move. Why? Why? Because what he said. Yes, I think it's a smart move because I think he's just trying to analyze the situation. Okay, what do I mean? Why do I mean? By, what do I mean by that? Okay, so first of all, he he's like you said, it's a it's a no answer basically. It is a no answer. Yeah. So okay, I'm glad we're on the same page on that. Okay. <laughs> but it's a smart move because right now he needs to figure it out whether he is going to run or not. Whether or not. I mean, he's going to run. Okay. Well, but here's the thing. So is he going to have the support from people who potentially could vote also for Donald Trump? Mm -hmm. But, or maybe are on the verge of between like, oh, Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis? Because he, okay. So what the main difference between Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump, what is it? Okay. So we have to some extent, both of them are very polarizing, but somebody who's very like passionate and says no filter whatsoever is Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Someone who's more like he plays the political game a little bit better is Ron DeSantis. So whoever is right in the middle, like, hey, I don't know who to choose. I think he's appealing to those people. Hey, I'm still the more moderate Republican. I'm still more the diplomatic Republican. You can, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to fall for all that craziness, for all that BS. So I think he's just trying to gather those votes that are still kind of like undecided for which person to vote for and and honestly if he feels that way about it like why would you give any like a second thought about something that's ridiculous to him mm -hmm. like i i don't see what's the issue with that okay so here's the interesting thing because let's say donald trump doesn't want to go back to new york mm -hmm. that's when it gets interesting right, okay yeah. so here's the thing what what is uh what is new york going to do Okay, if, if they need to extradite Donald Trump back to New York, now they need to go through Ron DeSantis. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Ron DeSantis, if, and this is like all just, who knows, let's say uh, Donald Trump doesn't go back to New York. 
And then they're like, hey, you know what? Like, because he could be the, it could be delayed up to like 90 days, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. So let's say, hey, Donald Trump is not coming back. Okay, we're waiting for him. So they send Ron DeSantis some paperwork. Hey, we need your help extraditing him. Right. So now, okay, what can he do? Is he going to help them or is he going to delay it? Which more likely he's going to delay it. Maybe he's going to call for a deeper investigation, more thorough investigation. Which he investigation. can do. He can, he can basically say, delay you it. know, we want an investigation exactly. to make sure that the extradition is legitimate, no Lawful, funny business, whatever. right? Stuff like that. So Exactly. So I think right now this is such in such early stages that I don't think his statement means a whole lot. If for at some point New York wants to extradite, uh, Donald Trump to New York and according to whatever Ron DeSantis, whatever his actions will be, we will see whether he is willing to take the leading way and be like, okay, you know what, like, I am fighting back. But I think, honestly, he's just going to delay the process and ask for a thorough investigation and give Donald Trump more time. I think that I, I hear what you're saying, pero también a la misma vez, like, one of the things that I also think about when he when he gives this non-answer is it's a little bit scary to me that a governor that claims to be fighting the deep state and Biden administration and the federal government like he has been the last couple of years especially with the mandates and stuff like that mm -hmm. right basically telling the Biden administration you have no authority here I I am the one that tells people if we have mandates or not and I'm telling you and I'm telling you right now we will fight this in court however we can to protect Floridians what's a little bit interesting to me and maybe it's a different perspective is if he's not willing to defend a former president what makes me as a regular resident feel that Ron DeSantis would ever defend me you see what I'm saying I don't think he's necessarily saying that he's not defending a former president I think he's not but he, that, that, that was a non-answer he basically said I, I'm wiping my hands clean I don't necessarily I don't care for this thing I, I don't know what, what they're talking about I want nothing to do with it I'm worried about more important things. Like, in my opinion, nothing right now is more important than a former president being in prison. Not because of the allegations, not because it's, oh, but it's a Stormy Daniels thing. It's how far Democrats are, are willing to go to politis, politically persecute their enemies. And it, it, it's not just enough to go after the normal people, because you got news networks pushing your propaganda to, to mind control people at the lowest levels, right? Right. And I hate to say it. It's just at the lowest levels. The average human being, you don't need a DA coming to attack you because you have schools to indoctrinate you, and then you have the, the media propagandating you. So you're already in control. But the people that can't control, one of the persons arguably that could never be controlled is Donald Trump. So they're coming after him. They are, to me, this is a message to people saying, like, this is your leader. This is the guy that you guys were willing to follow into the Capitol and storm and take back your country. Well, we're going to make we're going to make uh, an example out of that guy. We're going to do this because we can. And there's nothing you can do about it. So to me, when Governor DeSantis says there's more important things to, to worry about, in my humble opinion, there's nothing more important than standing up for Donald Trump. Not because it it's Donald Trump. Not because it's like, oh, yeah, but he attacked him. This is not. No, 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 no. You need to draw a line in the sand. And I said this before. You know, I, I said I think I said this in my Telegram channel. You as a Republican governor that is claiming to fight the federal government, you need to draw a line in the sand and say you're never, ever coming after one of our own.
especially not someone that is a former sitting president, you know, and, and whatever that looks like, even if it's just virtue signaling, even if you know yeah. there's nothing legally you can do, right? Because somebody was doing like a deep dive and saying like, guys, really why are can. you guys, why are you guys giving Ron DeSantis so much credit? He doesn't he have the power. He to, doesn't. Okay. But then besides uh, but at it. least make a bold statement, at least send a message to the Biden administration we will fight you. We will sue you. We will lawyer up. This is bogus. You are coming after the face of a party. And I'm telling you, even those that were on the fence, even those that maybe were super pro-Trump, they would have looked at that statement from Ron DeSantis and said, you know what? Maybe, maybe this guy does have what it takes. I might not vote for him this time around, but I'll vote for him in 2028, you know? And so that's why to me, like when I hear Ron DeSantis say, I got more important things to worry about, what 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 could possibly more be more important than a once in American history thing that's about to happen right now? Maybe he's taking Michael Cohen's advice too hard. <laughs> Just run. Run. Do not get in bed with another Trump. Just run. I think he might be taking that too too hard. Uh I, I I don't know. I, I honestly think I don't want to say anybody who associate, associates with Donald Trump ends up being, you know, mm-hmm. but to be quite honest, I don't know. I I'm personally I'm OK with his statement. It doesn't bug me. I think he's looking out for himself. And if honestly, he doesn't have the power to do anything besides just delaying the ine- inevitable. Like what what's the point of? I don't know. I don't. I don't see an issue with it personally. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, there's people on both sides that are basically saying like, I think it was a good statement. There were some people that said, "I'll be very honest. I'm I'm very biased." You know what I mean? Because I feel like, as a Republican, I've been speaking out as a Republican, going on shows as a Republican, you know, stuff like that. I I feel like um I I might have definitely more bias. Obviously, you are a lot more. Maybe independent, you know, like you're yeah. kind of trying to see that like, the objectiveness of it and stuff like that. Plus, uh, but I'm, you were wrong. <laughs> plus, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, it could also be the fact that, like, okay, by bringing more attention to something that you think it's ridiculous, you're bringing unnecessary attention mm-hmm. as well. So sometimes some things are best left as they are. All right. Well, I'm, all I'm saying is, if you're trying to run for president of the United States, we're going to need a lot more fight. We're going to need to see a lot more fight in you. And, and that just sounded like you're right. Actually, I think in your independent mindedness, I think you just gave me the W I needed because you're saying like this is what someone would do to not get involved and not rile up. But hey, man, we, we need a fighter, man. We are arguably in the in the largest spiritual warfare of our lifetime. And you need a warrior. You need someone willing to wield that sword and say, ain't no one coming in here and doing anything. And if Ron DeSantis and if Ron DeSantis wants to be like, I just don't want to get involved. Like I think he's willing to fight. Like I think a... he's willing to fight the fights that are that matter to him. And maybe when it comes to Donald Trump, he knows Donald Trump <laughs> is a lost cause. It's like, hey, what, what can I do about it? Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Not, nothing's gonna change him. I'm just worried about myself, my own candidacy, and my own group of people who want to vote for me, and just yeah, be more the moderate kind of candidate. Yeah. All right. I get you. All right. So. Uh... I want to wrap up this story, but uh, for those of you, uh, I pulled up this article for you. Amid publicity tour, porn star Stormy Daniels denies even having an affair with Donald Trump. Oh, 
I mean, she signed. She signed some statements in the past saying that the, it never it never happened. And then, well, what Donald Trump was saying, well, his lawyers, that it was a case of extortion. Right. I mean, she did receive $130,000 for her silence. Mm-hmm. So maybe she, she returned the $130,000? Probably not. I think it's money well spent on her on her end I but mean, uh, it says of adult film star stormy announced in a statement on tuesday this is back january 18 2019 so on tuesday he that the alleged affair with donald trump never even happened keith davidson a lawyer for daniels whose real name is stephanie clifford confirmed the statement was authentic but didn't offer any further details excuse me it says adult film star stormy daniels in the midst of a publicity tour fueled by Past allegations of a 2006 sexual relationship with a then married Donald Trump said in a statement on Tuesday, the alleged affair never occurred. And then I want to actually fast forward to today. And this is actually today breaking new bombshell documents. Actually, let me see. Is this better? Yes, it is. Okay. This is breaking new bombshell documents destroys the Manhattan DA's case against Trump. 2018 letter from Michael Cohen's lawyer to the FEC declares that Cohen used his own personal funds to pay Stormy Daniels. The Trump camp, not the party to transaction, did not reimburse Cohen for payment. It is over. I so don't know if that's true. I would have to like okay. I, I like I said. Um, and probably we should probably call a, a lawyer from New York to actually break this down for us. Because <laughs> if I'm not no no seriously, you have you have a few on your on, on your. I on mean, your we cell phone, should, we, we, Viviana? We should. I mean, I don't. I mean, I have. To well, you it. got lawyers from every state. I don't, but we should probably invite. Because <laughs> okay, so here, okay, as far as I know, maybe this is new information. Obviously, I mean, this is breaking news. Oh yeah, this was this was breaking. So this happened like just a little bit, like like two o'clock our time. Okay, so if I'm not mistaken, uh, yes, Michael Cohen did pay out of his money, mm-hmm. but he was reimbursed, as far as I know, and he was reimbursed. Yeah, like I said, according I to this, it's saying it, 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 they did not. It says neither the Trump organization nor the Trump campaign was a part of the transaction with Ms. Clifford and neither reimbursed Mr. Cohen for the payment directly or indirectly. So this is actually 2018. I hear what you're saying. Supposedly and- they pay retainer fees. Right. And here's the thing. He even made a profit of $60,000 because they need to give him, they need to pay him even more because it was taxable. Mm-hmm. So as far as I know, that money was reimbursed to Michael Coyne, as far mm-hmm. as I know. And then, like I said, I'm not defending any anybody. I'm right, just right, talking right. about the facts. Michael Cohen is someone who's been proved to be a liar. Mm-hmm. So he, Michael Cohen saying something, eh, I right. don't really believe it. So as far as I know, he was reimbursed the money and he made a profit out of, uh, of $60,000. Right. So, I mean, the issue with this, the whole problem as far as the money it was if those funds came from the campaign. Right, that right, was right. the main issue. And that's what the attorney general in New York is trying to make a claim that it was that's like breaking like FEC and exactly. stuff like that. That's the problem. And let's be honest. If this was a lawyer, like let's say, let's say Bill Clinton, this was Bill Clinton, like just replace Donald Trump with Bill Clinton. And then all of a sudden today, as Bill Clinton's about to be arrested, it turns out that a lawyer for Bill Clinton is saying, like, actually, it was a lawyer that paid it and we just never reimbursed them. Do you really think that the right is gonna believe that? Do you really think that Republicans are gonna sit there and be like, Oh, well, I mean, I guess there's this new letter. You know what I mean? Neither now, side would believe it. No, of course, neither, neither side, side would believe it. it. So you can't really, I mean. I got to give it. I got to give it to the left. I don't blame them for not believing this letter, even though it's saying we never reimburse them. It's like, bro, there's there's, there's plenty of ways to, to get away with 
with, with things. You know what I mean? Now, the only argument I will have is I've seen a lot of videos, and we'll wrap it up with this, and we'll jump into this next story because we got like 30 minutes left. But the one argument I will make is Donald Trump is a multi-billionaire. This guy marries supermodels. Yeah. I just don't see a scenario where, <laughs> where my boy is paying for things he allegedly used to walk up to and just grab. You know what I'm saying? All I'm saying, it's not out of pocket. That's not out of pocket. That's not out of pocket. All I am saying is he's a multi-billionaire. I don't think he needs to be paying anybody. I don't think that I, means anything. You're, all right. You're looking at me funny. Let me see. Wait. Because I don't think being a billionaire means anything. It's just about the fact of wanting something. Viviana, you're telling me that well, being a multi-billionaire okay, means so, nothing to women? The, okay. I saw the interview with Stormy Daniels. So supposedly he allegedly had sex with him in order to have to develop his career to be a superstar, to be on TV. And she thought Donald Trump could do that. So... Like, I don't see why it's so unfathomable, unfathomable to think that's possible. I, I don't I'm see a, it. I'm going to have to pan in on me real quick. <laughs> Viviana. How? I don't understand why. Why not? Viviana, you're telling me that Trump needed Stormy Daniels' help? No, 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 no. Or no, the no, other no. way around? No, no. Stormy but then Daniels... why would you pay? Why wouldn't she pay him? If anything, you know what? He should have charged her $130,000. Well, it could. could, And and like I said, this is just my imagination. Me brainstorming like speedballing. Okay. So in her mind, it's it's almost like a quid pro quo. Okay. I'm giving you sex and you are making me a celebrity. You're you're putting me as a TV star. But then where does the money fit into all this? Because for election, she needed to keep quiet Mm. because he knew that would destroy his election or that could probably harm or hurt his election. Yes, just it sounds like at, a QAnon conspiracy. Look, look, look at the are you QAnon? Look at the deadlines. Look at nah. the deadlines. That happened right before, if I'm not mistaken, before the the debate with Hillary Clinton. And if I'm not mistaken, at that particular debate, Donald Trump had people that said females that said that Bill Clinton, no, or not Bill Clinton. Okay, I'm not saying Bill Clinton. If I'm not mistaken. Donald Trump had female guests at that debate that were victims of sexual abuse. Okay, so imagine if right before the debate, we have Stormy Daniels' story talking about it. How would it look for him? Mm. So I think it was, to some extent, it could have been a quid pro quo gone wrong. So the money payment, the money, the hush money, was to keep her quiet. That way his election, that way his debate wouldn't go to crap. Basically. All right. So apparently we have a QAnon conspiracy theorist <laughs> on check set the today. Di- check the timeline. Check the timeline. Let's check the timeline. Lo que tú me estás diciendo, coño. Let's o sea, check the timeline. Let's all check I'm the saying timeline. is my boy doesn't need a... My boy has We don't know that for of, sure. We don't know that for sure. It's Donald Trump. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. I've met this people. Guy, I've this, met, I've met this people guy has billionaires. multiple. This guy has multiple baby mamas. He has a number one song on the charts, and he's about <laughs> to go to jail. He is the blackest president we've ever had. All I'm saying is Obama got nothing on my boy Trump. All right. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Hey, you know what? Let's Again, check we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll Let's see check what time. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they end up getting arrested, we'll make a call to action. Me and you will go riot, and we'll show the Capitol. <laughs> All right. Moving on to this one. I kind of want to talk about this because we do have a lot of locals uh, tuned in today, and then I had, you know, P- 
people reaching out to me today. The Los Angeles Teachers Union uh, uh, is is in uh, protesting right now. There's 500,000 students that are not able to go to school. Um, they're, they're closed. Yeah, bro, it's, it's crazy. Half a million students, bro, are not in school right now, and their parents are, like, wondering what's going on. So it says, uh, what's really happening in Los Angeles as union strike leaves 500,000 students and their parents stranded? I just spoke with educators who have crossed the picket line. That is like when you're not supposed to cross the picket line, you know, because you're seen as like a, as a bad person and not standing in solidarity. It says, and say this strike has nothing to do with the education and that parents are to blame. And I posted a picture. This is a real picture, by the way. UTLA blocked me. That the I union, was going to mention that you're blocked. I am blocked by UTLA. They, <laughs> they hate me, dude. Unions hate me, bro, especially the teachers union. And it, it's all after I made a report on uh, the union president, uh, Cecily Meyer Cruz, because mm-hmm. she's a Black Lives Matter activist. Mm-hmm. And ever since she's been installed, I'm going to say installed, not voted in. Ever since she's been installed, um, <clears throat> a lot of things have changed. Let's just put it. Let's just put it that way. But it says here they are censoring our voice. One LAUSD educator says that she has been interviewed by local news trying to get the message across, but says they have been silenced. Simply put, the journalists at the LA Times, believe it or not, never released interviews of those who who go against the union narrative. So I was talking to some teachers. They Mm -hmm. said that they were there. They were interviewed by LA Times, KTLA5, etc. But because they spoke out against the unions, those interviews never made it out. I don't ever believe that, honestly. What's that? I don't ever believe that. You don't believe that? I don't know if I believe that. I don't know yet. So they gave me a specific name. I haven't released a specific name. They named names. So they said, we were interviewed by this person, this person, and this person last week before the strikes even started. And they told us that that our interviews would be released by this day or this day or this day. The only way that I release these names is if UTLA calls me a liar or if LA Times, because I named the LA Times, if they call me a liar to my face, I will release the names and I will release the evidence. Pero that's just, that's just, you know, that's neither here nor there. You're saying you don't necessarily believe it. Okay. That's just what these sources told me. So it says, but to understand what's happening, let's first take a look at why unions are striking. The union striking is called SEIU or the Service Employees International yeah. Union, Local 99, a group not of teachers. Because a lot of people think that it's the yeah, teachers it's not striking. Teacher, it's, the staff. it's not the, the teachers. janitors. Yeah, people who, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, though, is that people, for whatever reason, are sharing it as the teachers are striking. No, they deserve not. more pay. They're... And no one's correcting no, they're just them. Helping. They're just no, yeah. Them. yeah. They're just standing in solidarity, yeah, 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 yeah. which goes into the, the person, the union president. That's all about standing in solidarity. And virtue signaling, etc. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. It says a group of not teachers, but teachers' assistants, playground workers, yeah, bus drivers, drivers, custodians, etc. Here is a list of demands that they made to the LA Unified School District that include a 30% wage increase, more full-time hours, healthcare benefits, and more. There's nothing wrong with that. Sounds reasonable. Yeah, it sounds reasonable. Absolutely, especially if you're underpaid, especially under Joe Biden's economy. Bro, I need I need Inflation. like a 120% raise. Well, it's because here's the thing, you know, people say, okay, inflation is 90, is 9.5%, 9.5%, mm-hmm. but actually if you, okay, that's just like the basic thing is that you need to survive. But if you actually start looking at, okay, how much, how much more expensive is like clothing, shoes, shampoo, soap, detergent, actually now that inflation comes up to even 30%. 
So you know what- I've talked to some economists and they're telling me that like, you know, inflation is not 9.5 like they say. You're actually up to 30%. Oh, 100%. So yeah, we all need a raise. I Hopefully my yeah. employee. Well, what <laughs> teachers could start doing is making more TikTok videos so they can get, <laughs> get paid by TikTok. You know what I mean? Apparently that's that's where they all go. Uh, but anyway, it says, as you can see here, it's not about education or even teachers. So why are the teachers striking? And then here I put like, you know, what they're stri- what they're asking for. 30% wage increase, more full-time hours, eliminated unassigned days, etc. Quote, it's about standing in solidarity with SEIU union or face backlash. One educator said, it's not fair to the, uh, quote, it's not fair to the students and the parents, which I agree with. They're like the people that always suffer are the innocent people, especially children, you know? And it sucks. It says many teachers have also felt uh, let down by the union, especially when it came to the mandates. So this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. Yep. It says educators say they feel, quote, abandoned. The, the quote, the union has refused to stand by the over 1000 UTLA teachers who lost their jobs due to mandates. And That's another a great point. And another 300 plus teachers are forced to teach online and are banned from even going into school campuses for refusing to comply to mandates. Another educator told me that she is actually one of those 300 plus educators that were forced to do distance teaching. So they do like remote learning with right. people with children online and told me that a union rep. Mira nomás que descarados, bro. This is insane. So these these educators were forced to do online teaching. They were taken away from their classrooms because they were not jabby jabbed. Right. Jabby-jabbed. And mm-hmm. and. They've got no choice. And they're saying, if we find you on campus, there's going to be serious repercussions if we find you on campus. And this person that I interviewed today, she told me, like, dude, there's been instances where people go back for whatever reason, a meeting or to see someone or to go back into to grab some things or whatever. And security has to escort them out because they're banned. They're like, well, you're not allowed to come on campus if you don't have this one jab. You know, it's insane. So. Here they are already being punished and they get an email from a union rep from UTLA and they're holding a Zoom call. In the Zoom call, they're asking the teachers that they please do not cross the virtual picket line. You know what they want? They want them not to hold Zoom classes. Because if you teach even online, you're crossing the virtual picket line. Interesting. Right? Okay, I didn't know that. It's insane. So not only that, they even asked them if they can go protest in person. But but because they're banned from the campus and they can be fined or possibly in prison. I don't I don't know how exactly it works. They told them don't go to the campus, stand in the street across the campus. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Imagínate nomás, bro. Wow. Imagine the audacity, bro. Oh, yeah. Y se quedaron no todos like, bro. No shame whatsoever. Bro, no shame. Of course not. <laughs> bro, I, I could, when she told me this, I'm like, you're going to have to repeat that slower for me. I'm like, bro, imagine here you are having to distance learn and, and you were stripped away from your kids. You didn't even get a lot of teachers, dude. They took them out overnight. They're like, hey, the, the time, the yeah. deadline for the jab is here. You didn't get it. Tomorrow, you will not be going into your class. And then, like, can we please go say goodbye to our children? Nope. nope. If we even see you on campus, security will have you arrested. Wow. So now here they are being punished 
And they're like, oh, hey, guys, please. Hey, but hey, let's come support. Bro. But hey, but can you do it like from the corner right over there? Yeah, bro. Imagínate, dude, los descarados, dude. Wow. I couldn't believe it. So it says, quote, I told the union rep, are you kidding me? Why would we protest when you banned us all from campus? And now you're telling us if we do protest in person to do it off campus, across the street? <laughs> I'm sorry, this is ridiculous. Dude, this is insane. <laughs> <clears throat> insane. Because we are banned from campus, she couldn't believe the request being made. It says, how is, now, this is to the point, how is this the parents' fault? In speaking with one of the teachers, they say that this all goes back to the 30% increase that SEIU union is asking for. And that inside talk is they simply don't have the money, which is a mentira because LAUSD just came out saying that they have, I think, like 17 billion in reserves or something like that. I don't know. They have Bro, a it's, 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 uh, I, I don't remember how much it was, but it was an insane amount of money that LAUSD has. It says, but for 10 years, for over 10 years, LAUSD student enrollment has been declining. No enrollment equals no money to negotiate yeah. wages. Quote, the reality is LAUSD, but specifically UTLA, which is the unions uh, for LAUSD, has failed not just its teachers, but its students and parents. More people are opting to homeschool or send their children to private schools or charter schools because LAUSD simply does not care about students. That's the reality. That's what the teacher told me. And then it goes into the educators say that they feel that the union no longer re truly represents making schools better in education with a focus on students, but it has become a lot more political games and more about social justice than teaching. And then I have the article here. Black Lives Matter member elected to lead Los Angeles largest teachers union. So, of course, all of a sudden now it's all become very political. But why? Well, because you're at, you're hiring political activists. Yeah. Is it an insane? What do, what do you think about like everything I just broke down? Uh, well, it's crazy that first of all, you are not good enough to actually teach your students, you know, in person. According uh, to them, yeah. But according to this person, but they actually have like you said, audacity to call you. Hey, come protest, but like from across the street. That's crazy. Uh, like you said, it's, it's well, number one, yes. Right now it has been unions have just been weaponized uh, absolutely uh has been weaponized and unfortunately at the end of the day the people who pay the price are the students yep. and the parents like right now today i actually had the opportunity to work on a story as far as like these children actually depend on school to actually eat on that day correct which and is actually a presidential campaign thing i remember joe biden was talking about that he was talking about how um they wanted to make school free for everybody. And I think he just signed legislation saying like from here on out, schools is going to be free for everybody. doesn't matter what tax bracket you're in or how rich your family is. It'll always be free for everybody. If I'm not mistaken, that was a, I mean, I don't but, know, they, I don't but they did, but what I'm saying is they did campaign on that. They campaigned on, right. Dude, we need a real, even like with during the pandemic, there was a lot of arguments that like, well, what happened? I thought that kids well, the pandemic on... it, to some extent it's, it's over now. Mm -hmm. So now the requirements and the amount of money that schools had for food has changed, but I can tell you like right now, it, like all these students are dependent on that food. Like, what are they doing? So, I mean, can I actually share a number in case somebody that needs to feed their children? Like, sure, yeah, Yeah, like, because actually I was working on the story yeah, today. Just make sure they send me 10%. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so... 10% for the big guy. They do have 
So they're offering CalFresh and they can go from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. in the morning to grab, you know, the three meals for the day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at least, I mean, that's sad because all the children have, it's not their fault. I know they need to go hungry because some staff members, teachers, I mean, I don't know. Like, I understand what they're fighting for. Very, you know, I understand where they're coming from. Unfortunately, there's always some victims when in the crossfire when this type of things happen so let me super quick okay so if you have a if you have a child you have children and you need to feed them but you don't know where to okay you can call okay so you can call 877-847-3663 and just call them they also speak spanish and you can ask them where's the closest place where they can pick up food and you can even be eligible for calfresh which in this in the case of calfresh because in the school you can just go and pick it up but in case of calfresh they actually check your income if i'm not mistaken and even if a parent is undocumented it doesn't matter because if your child was born here he still can get the calfresh uh basically they give you like a car and they put money on it and then you can just buy your groceries. So if you okay. need like the number that That's I said, information. Just yeah, we them. have it on there. Let me see. Let me, um, I'm going to go ahead and pin this. There we go. Um, and I also want to say a very special thank you to uh, Miss Rebecca. Uh, thank you so much for the $20 super sticker. I really appreciate, I appreciate all you guys' uh, support without you guys, without your support, without your uh, monthly donations to the Patreon, there would be no studio. There would be no me. There would be no guests. There would be no news that we would be able to report because all of this is powered by you guys. So, uh, again, thank you so much for Miss Rebecca. Uh, that you're great. And then the number is also up there on the screen. So just in case if you're in the L.A. County and, and you know, you know, families are struggling or you yourself are struggling. Uh, and you need you know, food. Children, your children need food or whatever. That is the number to call. You want to make sure you get them in touch with that. But, um, but now, how do you feel? Here's where I kind of like I'm a, I'm a little bit mixed. I understand the union wanting to go on strike for pay. Better we, pay. We better pay. But I don't know how I feel about the teachers also going on strike. Like, how is this? It's kind of like I said, like, how are the students at fault here? Like, why would the teachers go on strike? Like, do you think it's a good, oh, we stand in solidarity? Because remember, schools were closed for years. The reason why they closed the schools, according to them, is because we need more money. We need to better fund the schools. We need better ventilation. So they got basically a blank check from the federal government saying, here's everything. Open those damn schools, you know, like here's everything. Here we here we are again. And now they're saying that the reason why they're closing down schools, I mean, half a million children. That's a lot of people, man. Is it like the second or the first largest? uh, Second largest, I think. I think New York is the largest. How are we ever going to be able to compete with China? I mean, <laughs> not by done. not by standing in solidarity and putting half a million kids. I mean, look, the reality is I, I, I kind of hate using like the term, you know, people of color. But like there's a lot of people of color in Los Angeles. And we're like, you know, I was reading like a report that like a certain percentage of black students can't even read proficiently. Yeah. Now, imagine also with like Hispanic students and, and, and you know, those are pro- predominantly here in Los, in Los Angeles. We already set kids back years because of the pandemic lockdowns. Now, on top of that, we're choosing to like, oh, we're just going to in solidarity. We're going to go out again. I get it. I, I I do. You know what I mean? It's like 
who who couldn't use a 30% wage? And I'm not saying that they're unjustly asking for it. They, yeah. they absolutely deserve it. But you're putting you're putting half a minute. And the thing that angers me the most is that now there's TikToks of them dancing out there like in a strike. It's, it's like the whole nursing thing all over again. In the middle of a pandemic, when the hospitals were overcrowded and all this stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying they weren't. I'm just saying. And you're out there doing TikToks. Now here you have half a million children not being able to school. You know how many parents don't have any other option but to send their children for school because it's kind of like a... And know, now they have to stay home. They're they losing that home. income. They're what, losing that not, money that day. And right now with inflation... like Yeah, like everybody has to go to work. I mean, my dude, my wife just started working again. She hadn't worked, I think, for a little bit over a year maybe. And she just started working again because it's like, dude, se está poniendo grave la situación, bro. I'm just like, bro, we... we Everything's expensive. And then the gas, the gas bill here in California, yeah. it tripled from one month to the other. It's just insane. And I'll be very honest with you. I don't think it's going to get any better. I think not. inflation will continue to go up. It will. The federal the federal government just came out today and yeah. put another, what, 0. 0.75 Yeah, and points. we're expecting another one next year. And we're expecting another one. I mean, it's just getting insane and insane and insane. And so to me, I mean, I get it. Go on strike. But all the teachers, I, I feel like there's a reason why people are unenrolling for LAUSD because I think people are starting to see that these teachers and especially the unions, there might be a lot of good teachers out there. Don't get me wrong. And that's why some teachers have been rich out, reaching out to me. It's like, but we don't, we don't want to do this. We don't want to displace half a million children and their families. But if we cross that picket line, there's serious repercussions for us. I was going to say that. I'm assuming many of them don't want to participate. Many of them actually do understand that the children need that education and the parents need that help. But the moment that you dare to cross the union, mm -hmm. God forbid, now you're marked. Yeah. Now you're against them, which is sad. But at the end of the day, you signed to be part of the union and you're part of the union. And now you kind of have to, to some extent, obey what, what they say. Uh uh, it, it's a very complicated situation because, of course, you know, inflation, everything is so expensive, especially here in L.A., and then rent. It, it's just ridiculous. If you live in L.A., I like I don't know if you saw it, like just recently saw that if you are making uh, $100,000, is as if you were making $40,000 here in L.A. Right, yeah, like, of inflation. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So now instead of like, now you need mom and dad working, but not just that, maybe now you need the one of your children also working and kind of have three incomes to try to pay for the mortgage. It's mm -hmm. ridiculous. Yeah. So, well, and as far as, as far as the union, unfortunately has been weaponized. Unfortunately, children are, be, are being hurt. Parents are being hurt. And I think, uh, okay. Do you know when's the next time they're going to be sitting down and have a negotiation with a, I know that it's going to be a three. Wow. That was really quick. Sal. Wow. I mean, when I opened my lips, he put the camera on me. That's the fastest I've ever seen this young man over here react to, to switching the camera. We're, 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 we're doing things here, folks. <laughs> we're, we're doing things. Pero, so the negotiation, it's supposed to be a three-day strike. And you know what's interesting is I was talking to the educator. They said that they went on strike with them also in 2019 for six days. And what was interesting is they said that the union actually gave them everything they wanted. Like before they went on strike, knowing what it would mean going on strike and displacing half a million LAUSD students. Uh, what, what ended up happening was the union said, okay, don't go on strike. We're going to give you everything. And they just went on strike anyway. And she's like, why are we going on strike? They gave us everything. 
And they're like, it's good optics. But okay, they gave everything to teachers, correct? Not not to the janitors or custodians or bus drivers. UTLA. So it's completely different. Right. So it makes sense. No, yeah, I agree. But that's that's why, like, what I'm saying is that the teachers are saying, like, wait a minute, like, what? You know what I mean? Like, why are we doing this again? Why is LAUSD going through this again? UTLA is doing this again. Why can't we just negotiate the way it's happened? Again, if, if for 10 years straight, Look, parents don't want this anymore. They're seen through the political BS. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be a three-day strike, so I think tomorrow's going to be the last day, and I think they're supposed to come back to the table and say, okay, let's negotiate. And if we don't negotiate, we're going to continue to to, to protest. You know? But we'll we'll see. You know? I just want to go through some uh, comments here before we wrap it up. Um, uh, Jesse Garcia uh, gave us $1.99. Thank you so much for that donation. Miss Lena Valencia with a uh, $20 says, this is my main news source. Thank you so much. And it says, uh, Jessica Garcia said, I'm late to today's stream, but this is also becoming my main new, my main news, my main source of news. I'm about to cancel the blaze and daily wire subscriptions because I can't stand any other journalists anymore. <laughs> Let's go baby. Yo soy numero uno. And we speak two languages here. That is, that's, that's all I'm saying. That is correct. So my, my idea is as we continue to grow, as Hence we continue to have more subscribers, this is why your subscription matters so much to us. The, the worst thing any man can say is, is, is by giving a little, I'm not doing enough. It, or, or doing nothing because they think they're doing a little bit. Every little bit helps, guys. $3, yeah. $5, whatever you can. We can have more of these shows. We can have more daily news. We can have journalists writing breaking news for you guys. Uh, we can have Viviana to come back a second day. And, and pay her so that we can have a Spanish segment so that we can talk about all these news that you guys love. Y lo hacemos en español, ¿sí o no, Viviana? Uh, en sí, me parece. Yeah, el sábado. Acabo, los sábados no haces nada, ¿verdad? No, you, I do you don't work. watch UFC? You don't watch UFC. I work, yeah, well, you know, it has to be in between my work and UFC, so right uh, in the middle, yeah. Okay, or we could just live stream the UFC fights. Oh, no, I couldn't work. No, 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 no. no. But uh, no, no, you know what? Like, and, and I think that's very important. And just kind of like, kind of going on a tangent as far as the, the strike of teachers, well, not teachers, like the custodians and as well, them, whatever. Uh, and this might be an unpopular opinion because I know how some people feel about immigration and I know how some people feel about the public charge or whatnot. But... Oh, here we go. But... Here's the unpopular opinion. No, no, no. It, it's unpopular because many many people might think, okay, why are we paying... Why are we giving free education to people who are not born here? So that's what I'm saying. It, it could be an unpopular opinion. Well, what percentage... I wouldn't say the percentage of illegal immigrant children would is large, no? In the I, I don't know. I don't know, but I know to some people that's a very oh, unpopular like a, opinion. Yeah. The, the, I know during the pandemic, it was a very popular opinion like a subject because basically what was happening was because you also had the caravans as well coming well you had the caravans but i remember that there were that california teachers were opting to do in-person teaching for illegal immigrant kids oh when remember when that happened happened i know that that's kind of been like a thing but i I don't know i don't know maybe maybe you're right maybe there might be some people that don't don't know i've heard some different comments mostly negative when it comes to that matter and like i said I don't like I said I don't I don't know I don't know how you guys feel. To me, like children are innocent. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like get get. get so and like I guess and I put myself into that category because when I moved to the U.S., I finished high school here. Wait I, a minute, you weren't born here. 
I'm just kidding. Some I was just like, yo, you. bro. <laughs> You oh, get yeah. into one argument, and it's like, I'm going to call ice, bro. You know? <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> but long story short, what I'm trying to say I'm like, is Hold that, Wait a minute. you know, we, okay, besides hurting like regular education, we're also hurting people who are barely moving to the U.S., barely mm -hmm. trying to learn English. And at the end of the day, that, that labor, that force, that immigrate, like I said, it's very popular opinion. But yeah. at the same time, we're not just delaying the education of, regular schooling but also people who are even barely learning english mm -hmm. so and those people at some point need to catch up as well right yeah. so we are just delaying education for every single person and it's very unfortunate that now later on we're going to have a this force of workers who probably are not as well educated or maybe are not even able to communicate mm -hmm. so it's it's very unfortunate that we're going through that. And I think also the immigrant community is also maybe to some extent could even be more affected because of the barrier of having a different language or not speaking English. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that because I was an ESL student, which hey, I was born here. And I was an ESL. No, student. you were not. I swear to you. How is that was. even possible? Yeah. You know what? What happened is that my abuelita raised me. Oh. So my mom, my mom, my mom. Oh really? yeah, Sal. Oh yeah, Sal. You're so American, huh? You're so American, huh, compa? <laughs> Anyways, what ended up happening is my mom was a single mom, and my grandma basically kind of like so she, you, she, she used to stay at the house to help. So like my mom would go to work and my abuelita, and so so like my mom obviously already had trouble with English, and then my abuelita only spoke Spanish, so Makes Spanish sense. was actually my first language. It's not English. And so really? when I was in fourth, so when oh, I was in fourth grade, they took me out of art school. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so sad, but kind of funny. Except that. I'm sorry. Continue. No, I feel you. I was an ESL student, so I feel you. No, I'm not. Because I was born here. And you can't stop giggling over there. Giggles. When, when did you start ESL? In fourth grade. I think I only took it for like. So how did you get from first to you know, okay, okay, so here's so here's the thing. That's a good question. So here's the thing. It's because I had a really broken accent in English. I have a crazy accent. No, I know, but back then they weren't no, as no. inclusive as they are today, Viviana. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they they picked up the brown school with the accent. They're like, oh, this guy for sure needs ESL classes. I I went to the you know what, high bro? school. Even if I asked my mom to kind of recall my recollection, I just remember taking ESL. I don't know if maybe it was like you know what it might have been? It might have not been the way I spoke it, but maybe I was having trouble with like English class or something uh, like that, like writing it or something so like that. I mean, bro, I I had to. <laughs> it's like I went through kindergarten to third grade speaking English. <laughs> I speak the English really good. Really yeah? good. <laughs> really good. Really good. Out of pocket, bro. Out of pocket, especially because we're about to go to have fun right right now. That's anyways. But yeah, anyways, you were talking about no, and I completely agree. Now, do you think that there should be schools for immigrants? No, only? we're not going into that. I, I like, I mean, uh, why is it because your boss? No, no, no. I think education. We should all have education. No, I agree. But what I'm saying is immigrant only. No, schools. of course not. Why are you looking at me like something I'm saying is wrong? Those are not concentration camps. No, no, Those no. are schools. That will emphasize. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 like no, no, they'll no, no, emphasize no. on the immigrants. I, I, get what, I get what you're saying. Yeah, bro. Like, 
like you get haircuts and you get no you need the I'm general kidding, education broma, broma. you need to assimilate you need to well, assimilate and you need to practice and you need to practice because yeah. here's the thing okay i went to nogales high school which is in la puente uh san gabriel uh valley right so i don't know the specifics i don't know the statistics but i'm pretty sure like 90 percent of them were latinos and only spoke spanish mm. so i think i would have learned english so much faster and better if i had gone to a school that has more of a Asian population, uh, African-American population, Anglo-Saxon population. Because like I'm telling you, 90% were Latinos and probably immigrants mm-hmm. whose language was Spanish. The, the first language was Spanish. So instead of learning English, I'm just speaking Spanish to every single person there. Mm. So no, I don't oh, think so. Oh, I we see need what you're assimilate. saying. So you're saying it's better to like, Bring in like one or two Latinos that only speak Spanish one into an the... all-black classroom. No, because you're, you're saying that we should have just schools for immigrants. No, no, no. I just thought of the idea, but it actually makes sense because it actually <laughs> it actually reminds me of the, the show, Como Se Llama, um, 1923. Have you seen it? No, I have not. Okay, so it's a prequel to Yellowstone. And in the, in the series, it actually goes into like the, the early Native Americans when – um, they were being sent to like Catholic schools, oh, God, but all of them, like they were like, I guess, assimilation schools. I mean, bro, that's not what I had in mind, by the way, when I was talking about immigrant only, but what ended up happening was it was the Catholics in the Catholic school teaching these native Americans to assimilate to not just Christianity, but the American way of life. But the problem was, or I, I mean, I, I don't want to say problem. I don't want to get like, you know, canceled. Like I, I'm just barely starting out my channel here, guys. Bear with me. Is that that all of them were Native American? Okay. And so they did run into that problem where they would talk to each other all the time because they found it easier to like instead of talking English or assimilating, they're like, "Well, I'm around everyone else here is Indian. You know what I mean? So why would I like on my off time or away from my classroom? Why would I speak English when I can just talk Native American? But the problem was. The Catholics would find them speaking Native American, and then that's when the beating started. Like, and it was really well, bad. Yeah, I know, and it's bad. Now, I'm course. not saying we should do that now. I mean, although, eh, I mean, no, no, it's pretty bad, right? No, 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 no. Assimilation okay. is good because, I, 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 and correct. just to you know, because I made sure that I was getting it right. Because assimilation, it takes take in information, ideas, or cultures, and understand them fully. Right. So assimilation is just basically learning which is fine. It doesn't mean you need to convert into that particular idea or culture. It's just learning about those, which is great. I mean, that's the beauty of California. So many cultures, so many races, so many languages. There are a lot of races here. So, which is, which is beautiful. So it is. Why are you like? Why are you guys laughing? I think you guys are. Okay, hey, whatever. get the camera off my face, bro. <laughs> why are you guys laughing? Well, long story short, I think, no, we don't need just schools for immigrant children. We need, General schools. No, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's no. why we have ESL. Yeah, right. No, yeah, I get it. I definitely get it. Um, why are we talking about ESL? <laughs> well, we were talking about how bad oh. it would be to like, you know. All right, now you can put it back on my face, though. So. Um, <laughs> and obviously, that was an like interesting tangent. In that was an uh, interesting. Yeah, tangent. I mean, they they know I'm doing. I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm guys. kidding. You know, this is that. I definitely don't want to get you in trouble. That's for sure. So uh, we're just having a little bit of fun here, guys. We're about to wrap it up. You know, no, I agree. I, I, to me personally, I don't believe when you're affecting half a million people, I don't believe in solidarity. You know, like to me, it's like I get it. 
these are people that work More alongside you. More than half a million you. people. Because you well, because pa- I mean, parents, parents. Because now the siblings, parents can't go to work. This siblings. Is not, so to me, it's like I'm all about solidarity, whatever. If it's convenient, you know, whatever. If the only people really hurting here is the school district, by all means, bro. But when you're now displacing half a million people, and like you said, half a million of these kids depend. that probably depend on to the school to, to be able to eat. This is not, dude, these are hard times. So to me, I, UTLA sucks. You know, I, well, first of all, they block me. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? So already I already hate them. But oh, second of all, to me, it's kind of descarado. To me, it's a little bit unfair, especially to the half a million and their families. Standing in solidarity is great. You know what I mean? Like if, if Sal got fired tomorrow, you know, I would immediately take his job and tell him, oh, well, no, I'm kidding. I would probably quit, too, in solidarity with my Hispanic brother because we're the only Hispanics here. You know, well, Marcia kind of counts. But, <laughs> but what I'm saying is there's a time and a place to stand in solidarity. And I just don't think right now is a time and a place. You have half a meeting kids that are like, I don't understand what's going on. And, and what I hate the most is that they're virtue signaling that this is about the teachers like, well, we have to go on strike because we're underpaid or whatever. And it's like that has nothing to do with the teachers, though. It has nothing to do with teachers. Right. It has everything to do with a different union, with a whole different set of workers. Are they valuable? Absolutely. I mean, they're bus drivers. Bus drivers. We have janitors. We have custodians. What else do we have? Uh, I don't know more. But you know that they are important. Yeah. Uh, Jeanette says maybe God will use this for good. What could go wrong with women going back to the house and homeschooling? Damn, she's more racist than I am. Damn. She said, "What do you think about that, Diana?" Homeschooling. Yeah. What do you think? Like uh, when you when you have kids, are you going to homeschool? Well, it's. Or are you going to send them off to these? It's unionized? an interesting predicament. It's an interesting predicament because number one, every like you said, everything is so expensive. Like you said, your wife is working now; she has yeah. to work now. Mm-hmm. So who knows how much more, how much more expensive it's going to get? So if I have to work, I mean, I mean, no, my mom works. My husband's mom works. No, mm-hmm. she, no, never mind. She doesn't work. Well, but she does stuff, so she's busy. So long story short, it all depends on the economy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, if it were up to me, my wife would not be working. Like to to me, it was always just optimal to have her at home. You know what I mean? Because it's like now she can take care of the kids. I was in the studio a lot more. The boys miss me. You know what I mean? It it, it definitely sucks not being able to be here as much just because of the financial situation. It all but, you, but you got to adapt, though. You exactly. Know I mean? like you gotta you gotta make it work. But if it was up to me, like personally, I. Okay, so put the economy aside. Would it be more optimal to you once you have kids to just stay at home and raise your children in homeschool? No. No, I mean, and I know this is also very unpopular amongst a specific group of right people, wing, whatever. I. Being a stay-at-home mom is a right wing. No, not necessarily right right wing, but more of a conservative view, idea, belief type of deal. So personally, I want to work. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to. I don't. I don't, you don't think. You don't think I, staying at home. Is work, I don't though? think I would feel a fully uh, like a full human being if I'm not a. To me, I I don't think in my my perspective, my humble mm-hmm. opinion, I don't think we just need to choose and pick specific things about our life we're like complex human beings so you know our one part of me is like my work life my friends my husband my children i don't i don't think i just need to pick one mm-hmm. are some of those more important than others of course but i don't think i just need to choose one personally 
Okay. So my personal opinion, I'm planning on doing everything. Or try at least. All right. Well, I mean, I think we're going to wrap it up here. You guys can tune in next week about how, why her opinions are wrong. Uh, and then we'll we'll dive deep into it about, <laughs> oh, you know, how society and the PSYOP and the water you're drinking. You drink tap water, huh? No, I do not. Uh, okay, you're lucky. I was going to say, because that's like tap water uh, ideology right there. That's <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, but yeah, tune in next week, guys, for part two. I'm going to debunk all her lies here. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Viviana. But uh, we are going to wrap it up. Where can people find you online if they want to follow you? Uh, my name, Viviana, V-I-V-I-A-N-A, last name Sarrade, S-A-R-R-A-D-E. So Viviana Sarrade, like that. The QAnon conspiracist. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so yeah, just that. All right, guys. Well, if you made it this far, I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thankfully, we didn't have any audio problems. We did have some camera problems. I'm going to have to beat my boy right after the production is over and Viviana gets to go home um, uh, or she hates it, apparently. Pero I do not. Lies. Okay. It's okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, pero thank you guys, honestly. Uh, if you guys want to become subscribers, keep the keep the stream going. Uh, uh, the link's down below. Uh should be the Patreon and also the YouTube. And also, if you just want to head over to Instagram, you can sign up for as little as $2.99. Obviously, we got the Anti-Globalista Social Club. We're about to make an anti-woman-go-to-work social club, too, that, Viviana, <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to give to Viviana. She needs one. Uh, no, but again, thank you guys so much. God willing, we will see you guys next week, Wednesday. You already know what to do. Like, subscribe, comment, and share away. God bless, guys.